0: Coming at you from the EBITDA Growth System Studios, looking out at the beautiful Rocky Mountains. My name is Dave Kapkiewicz, and I'm with Mike Watkins, and we want to welcome you to the Making Business Profitable podcast. This podcast is brought to you by EBITDA Growth Systems, where we guarantee you to double the value of your company within three years or give you your money back. Good day, Dave. Good day, Mike. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing all right, man. How are you doing after watching those uh, Steelers?
0: Oh, my goodness. I'm I'm sick. I'm just sick. I mean, I'm a, I'm a football fan. Um, and my family just doesn't understand these days with, uh, you know, why you follow the NFL. It seems like a lot of my family have kind of fallen off. But, uh, you know, you can't win a game when you turn the ball over five times. I mean, they... The statistics, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers had like 500 and some yards offense where the Browns had 300. It was, uh, we had like 36 first downs and they had 20. And And it's
1: all about the turnovers. And
0: five turnovers, you can't win a game. And it's, and I don't care what you're in, you can't flub up that many times and be successful. And uh, the Browns didn't turn the ball over. They stayed fast. They worked hard, and they won the game, and hats off to them. I mean, you, they were a better team than the Pittsburgh Steelers yesterday. Yeah, but
1: as it relates to turnovers. Yep. But, you know, I uh, – How are you doing? How are you doing, Mike? Well, I'm a Miami Dolphins fan, so, I mean, I don't, I don't know. It can't be any worse than that. It's, it's, uh, maybe the Jets have a harder time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you see Buffalo making a return, and Miami was trying this year, so I'm going to stay optimistic, but uh, – I just, I don't know, man. I Love football.
0: I really love football. I, I do too. I love, I love all kinds of sports. I know you do as well. I'm, uh, I'm excited about hockey season starting. Uh, getting the, getting the abs back on the ice, and uh, we're going against the uh, St. Louis Blues here. So, I'm, uh, I'm rooting for those guys to stay healthy and, and make a good run at the Cup this year, and hopefully they do well.
1: Cool. Well, what's our topic
0: for today, Dave? You know, I got a question for you. Okay. And it is the question is the topic, are you a survivor?
1: From uh, from the standpoint of a small, medium-sized business?
0: From a business standpoint, uh, that's typically what we talk about. Yeah. Yeah. It's,
1: uh, they're all survivors, man. That's all we encounter with survivors.
0: There are so many, but uh, people strive to be a survivor, Mike. I mean, people, um, if I'm working for betty who owns this company um, my my dream one day is to leave that desk and take the plunge myself and 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 start a business it's the american way is to survive yeah taking the plunge taking the plunge
1: without a plan um and if i can keep a roof over my head you know if i can pay the bills if i can you're winning if you yeah.
0: can if you can show up, um, first off, if it's yours, right? If it's your business and and your business is generating enough money to write a check and pay your bills, uh, you are the owner of the company. You're the boss. No one's telling you what to do anymore except for all your customers. You can pay your employees. And you just want to make it on your own, right?
1: Yeah. And I think I think you're onto something. I think the reason why we have so many survivors is because survival seems to be the definition of success um, in small, medium-sized business in our country. And uh, we've got to do everything we can to change that definition.
0: And, and I mean, that drives the passion what we do. We see anywhere from 5% loss in a net profit to a 2 to 3% gain. And when people are making 2 or 3%, man, they're happy because they made some money. They don't have to pay the tax man too much. They were able to pay themselves, and they made a modest profit, and they were able to make it on their own. And they are, they are excited about being a survivor. And, and, but the question I have for you, Mike, is why? Why is that? Why is that good enough?
1: Well, I mean, I'm not quite sure what the answer is, but I, it's complacency is a really strong term. But when I compare and contrast the the American. You know, born and raised in America, and, and uh, I decided I'm going to take the plunge and start a business. Um, su- I define success as just keeping a roof over my head and, and having some modicum of a of a lifestyle. But when the immigrant comes to our country, the, their definition of success looks way different than you know, you know someone who was born and raised in America. Their definition of success, definition of success for for their business is, is, you know, first of all, they can't believe they get to keep everything that they make safe for the taxes. Like, if I work harder, I make more money. I mean, they they get that causal connection. And so they, um, you know, they're just extreme in their approach to entrepreneurialism when they come to our country. And that's why 70% of first-time millionaires are or immigrants.
0: Yeah, it's an amazing statistic. Just uh, the fact that in our country you can bear down and you can work hard and you can take uh, a small company um, and just work your way through it and grow it and be and you can be successful. But but what is what does successful uh, what does successful things look at? I, I look at it, Mike. I think that I don't think people know what it's like to win every day because i think getting out there paying your bills making sure payroll is made and you have a little bit left over some people think that's winning sure sure i mean they really they think it's winning it's a fair modest income i can go home it's a good honest way of life I, i you know the american way is to you know, tighten up your bootstraps and get out there and make it work. And uh, anybody with a large haul at the end of that, um, they look at, like, well, how do you do that? That that just doesn't happen very often. And you know what, Mike? They're right. It doesn't happen very often. Surely not often enough. But you didn't
1: necessarily break the law just because you had a large haul. In fact, you know, when you and I have talked about the fact that uh, the entrepreneur is taking a risk. My definition of the entrepreneur is someone who takes Who relentlessly pursues opportunity without regard for resources not currently under their control. So it's a risk component. And so if you're an entrepreneur, you start your own thing, you jump off and take the plunge, there's a risk there. And if I said, Hey Dave, can I borrow a million dollars? I'll give you a million dollars plus one dollar back. You'd be like, "Ah, That's not a good return on my. Investment, no, any me. anybody
0: that's uh, investing like that, and just give me a call. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah,
1: but but it's the equivalent. I mean, if you take the plunge, and all you're looking for is a hundred thousand dollars plus five or six grand more, right? You know, because you're at two or three percent. Um, that's not that's not a commensurate return on that investment. No, okay.
0: if you can't in business. I mean, you want to be north. You want to be in double digits in in, in your uh, in your return. Otherwise, you're better off just putting your money in the market. Sure, go
1: work for somebody and put the money in. The That's market.
0: right. Yeah. That's right.
1: And so, uh, when we talk about uh, a commensurate return on investment for that risk, it should be double digit.
0: It should be. It should and, be. Just so, I mean, you and I push toward the whole thrive. Why not thrive? and and some of this in my mind goes to some people just don't know how to thrive and, and that's that's our business. Our business is teaching people and coming around people and guiding people to thrive right that that's what we do that's who we are that's what we feel called to do in life. but but talk to me about thriving. What's the biggest I mean thriving and surviving look a little bit alike and then at the dead at the end of it it doesn't look alike at all to surviving. So talk to me about, I mean, what's your take on thriving, Mike? Well, I think
1: thriving is, okay, my business is providing for all the things that someone who's surviving is providing for. You know, I'm paying my bills. I'm uh, employing some people and uh, keeping a roof over my head, right? I mean, so all that, obviously, if you're thriving, you're going to be able to do that. But then um, if you're thriving, you're moving beyond just, um, being defined by your business, mm-hmm. and you have other interests outside of the business, and quality of life becomes something that you can obtain. I mean, That's I, right. I work for, when I have my civil construction company, I work for a general contractor who is just a regular guy, uh, or he appeared to be a regular guy, until we had to go do some due diligence on a piece of work in the Four Corners. And we jumped on his airplane that was piloted by someone else to do that. I mean, his plane was so big, he needed a pilot to fly it. And I realized, wow, this guy's got a, he's got quality of life. He's outside. thriving. Yeah, he's thriving.
0: It, it looks like when your kids have a sporting event and you're like, yeah, I can make it. Not a problem. In fact, I'm not going to miss one this season. And, and you know, we're going to go on a, a vacation and we are I'm going to spend some time with my wife and we're going to do something special for our anniversary. But... I'm not going to worry about spending an extra thousand dollars. It's, uh, it's sitting there not worrying about being tapped out in your credit line because you have a credit line, but it's just there for maybe a large project. But you really have a few hundred thousand dollars in the bank, so you're really, you're really doing well. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't take 90 hours a week of your time. It takes 50 hours a week of your time and, and uh, a few phone calls here and there to keep it moving and to to guide it to further success right to continue the upward trend but it's uh it is a quality of life and and no we aren't we're profit specialists so we focus on profit this is we care about i mean at egs we care about two things right number one is people and number two is profit and you can't make profit without a good process so process is always in there but it's always about people and profit why do we care so much about profit because it funds your quality of life and then when your quality of life gets to a certain point you start funding other people's quality of life and how, and you start building them and then then you're giving back from what you have and then then the real rewards start coming
1: sure sure i mean it's uh, it is interesting that um, when we encounter people you know our question to them is why is good enough good enough you know you sh- you, you can and should be doing more, and we get pushback like uh, that's too risky. Well, it's actually riskier for you to not to do these things, and um, so that's a, that's tough. You know,
0: yeah. To, uh, yeah. Sorry. If and if you, and if you're listening to this and you hear a little bit of background noise, you are doing some construction around here, so low open doors and that, so pardon that. But uh, quality of life and surviving. I've been on both sides of this equation. But uh, Mike and I were talking that quality life of surviving, I I would think it'd probably be between, on a 1 to 10 scale, something 1 to 3. Because oftentimes when you're surviving, you're like how, after you survive a while, you kind of start thinking, how do I get out of this? Sure. What's my exit strategy? Because this isn't fun. I thought it was going to be really fun. It's not fun.
1: Yes. But they continue year after year after year. We've encountered companies 15, 20 years of surviving. So they just, they, on the one hand, they understand there should be more. But then on the other hand, it's,
0: this is good enough. Um, oftentimes when you talk to somebody that's surviving, they don't believe you when you say you could do better. They, you don't, they don't believe the fact that you can thrive. It's like, I've been doing this for a while and I'm pretty happy and I know my business better than you do and I really don't think you can get there from here yeah. and, and and that's a classic case of you don't know what you don't know, um, but when you've been on the thriving side, there's five avenues to get there sure, sure. and those avenues, you know how to get there and you execute on and you teach people how to do that and that's what we do, but what would you rank the quality of life on someone who's thriving?
1: You know, someone who's thriving on a scale of one to 10, it's probably somewhere from anywhere from eight to 15. When I say 15, man, I mean, I mean like, you know, you're an immigrant, you come to this country, and you discover that the harder you work, the more you can produce. And then you recruit some other people who have the same mindset, and you grow something really big, like way beyond what you could have imagined. Um, And you see it. And as an American, we see, you know, an immigrant, and they're doing wonderfully, and you almost like, how'd they do this? Well, how did they do that? They, they just follow the American dream. And the American dream really isn't to just survive. The American dream is to thrive, and we have to reestablish that.
0: Absolutely. Now, let me ask you another question, Mike. Can any business thrive? Can any business get there to thrive? So... In the trades. Th- we typically we typically work in all the different kinds of trades. Yeah. But let's just talk trades specifically.
1: Specifically trades? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're gonna have to you have to sit down and you have to figure out where is the business at and then which levers do we need to pull in order to move from survival to thrive to thriving. It. But it's it's the great game of business and the levers are present. You just have to
0: know how they work together. How they work together, which one to pull at what time, and, and you find out. I found that if you play a sport, um, I'm not the best skier in the world. I love to ski. I have a huge passion for skiing. But the people that I ski with are far better than I am. Far better. And whenever I'm skiing with them, shout out to, uh, to Johnny and Gene and Larry. Um, when I ski with those guys, it makes me better because I see what they do. I practice what they do. They push me because they go places that I wouldn't just go if it was just me. And uh, I become better. So in a great game of business, if you're playing, you know, I'll Paul Patrick Mahomes, because I think the world of that kid. Um, he's- I taught him everything, you know. Yeah, you know, I, I heard that. That's, I know we're trying to get into Miami. Doesn't look like he's gonna move. But uh, Tom Brady's closer. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he's, uh, and he's, he's making a run, but Back to the point: If you play the game of business with a couple people that know the game well, you'll be like me with my skiing buddies, right? You'll you'll say, Ah, I see that, and you'll learn it. It's a, it's it doesn't it's not that complicated, but it is a little bit of an art to know how to play that game sure, and sure. to learn that. And you need to partner up with people that know the game to, so you know what to do. And if you're you could be doing three out of five things right and and get pretty close to thriving, but All five, man. When you're hitting on all eight cylinders on a V8, yeah,
1: yeah. beautiful.
0: It's a beautiful thing.
1: And uh, so I love it. I love it. You know, let's let's have you uh, in the audience be thinking about this. I mean, are you surviving or are you thriving? And if you're just surviving, then what's your motivation to just survive? Because it's not the American dream. It's doing that. It's good enough is good enough, and good enough is not good enough. It's 2021. That's the game. that's on the calendar. You should play it. Right on, Mike. Right on, Mike.
0: We at EBITDA Growth Systems do what we do to impact lives through improving business performance. To get access to our content or engage us in any way, You can reach our contact page or any of our information on our website at www.ebitagrowthsystems.com.